Well, good morning. Breakfast at the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We have a very special episode because we're at Pod Populi, a uh, podcast studio. And, um, you know, we have a very special guest as well. So without further ado, and now, by way of Boca Raton, Florida, he is the Executive Director at South Florida Regional Transportation Authority, Tri-Rail. He's the former mayor of the city of Boca Raton. He studied law at George Washington University. He's a former law clerk to President Reagan. He's a father, son, a lover of planes, trains, and automobiles. Stand up and make some noise for Stephen L. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, David, and I only hope I can live up to that hype. <laughs> well, good morning. Well, you know, listen, you know, you, you've been a fixture in the community for a while, and, and I certainly um, have seen, you know, a lot of things that you've been doing. And, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the, you know, the transportation in South Florida, you know, specifically, you know, with Tri-Rail and, and, and such. Well, we... For those of us who live in South Florida and have been living here for some time, and of course, even for recent residents, we know that our highways are packed, our roads are full, and we're now, in fact, in South Florida, the fourth largest urbanized area in the country after New York, L.A., and Chicago. And so mobility has uh, risen as a significant issue for the public not only so they can get to work and to school, but so that goods can be transported. We hear so much about the supply chain uh, and our economy can function. And in addition to that, here in South Florida, we are, as we know, ground zero for climate change and uh, sea level rise. And so increasingly transit options are taking on greater significance for our area. So what's the direction of Tri-Rail and, you know, just, you know, kind of looking at it, you know, for whatever reason, you know, uh, there's been some negative connotation to it or whatever. But I, I mean, I took it the other um, about a year ago and it went directly into the Miami airport. It's the most convenient thing that you could possibly do. You get in the Tri-Rail, you go directly into Miami terminal. You you don't have to press go. <laughs> you, you collect your 200 and leave. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the direction of uh, Tri-Rail and, 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 um, and such. Well, really, the only complaints that I hear are we need to have more trains more frequently later in the evening uh, and uh, and maybe some nicer trains, uh, all of which we're seeking to address, but all of which uh, rely on funding. We are a public transit agency, uh, and we don't uh, – when one thing I miss from my days at City Hall and in the county is we do not have our own taxing authority. So we are reliant on our funding partners, which are the three counties that we serve, Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade, as well as the Florida Department of Transportation. Uh, but, yes, I tout our uh, connections to the airports as one of our best features. Uh, we connect uh, to all three airports, but as you mentioned, directly into, practically directly into the terminal at, at Miami, which gives so many uh, more options to uh, folks in Broward and Palm Beach counties uh, to have uh, convenient flights and cheaper flights out of Miami, which you really would not otherwise consider if you lived in Boca Raton or Palm Beach County and had to drive all the way down to Miami International Airport. 
So, you know, we'll talk about a little bit of funding. And I was at a, uh, a, a Community 101 in North Palm Beach with uh, Commissioner Marino, um, and she was uh, discussing, and it was uh, put on by the Broward Palm Beach and St. Lucie Realtors Association. And we um and she was talking about a transportation tax that may be coming you know to you know because the funding for tri-rail as you said is relying on the three counties you know and people don't realize that like you know yeah you want to put stations on every uh, corner but um you know it costs money um you know tell us a little bit about that and, and and you know is it is it that difficult i mean are you looking at private funds too or just just the public funds well, Commissioner Marino, by the way, our immediate past chairman, a tremendous supporter of tri-rail and transportation throughout our region. Uh, and so as a public agency, you know, we, we have tried to uh, think of ways to maximize some private funding for our operations. So, for example, uh, we have at four of our 18 stations – control of surrounding land, including Boca Raton, for example, and I'll use that since we're here, uh, where uh, S- South Florida Regional Transportation Authority owns seven and a half acres immediately adjacent to our station. Well, right now we're in negotiations with a developer to build a mixed-use uh, project known uh, as a transit-oriented development there at the station where we would derive rental revenues from the project, lease revenues from the project. And so that's one way that we're trying to uh, enhance uh, private funding into our operation so that we can go ultimately to the public uh, agencies and, as you mentioned, to the general public, uh, perhaps in a year or so uh, at a referendum to ask for additional funding to finally build out the uh, commuter rail infrastructure uh, in this region. And I think that would go a long way of, um, you know, to really combat some of the negative, uh, you know, uh, perceptions of what the public has about tri-rail, right? Um, because, you know, if you put, and I think that's a great outside-the-box kind of thought process where you're bringing in money um, because you're having a transit-oriented community, um, you know, it, it obviously increases uh, mobility and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, and, and to talk about mobility, you know, so a lot of people say, well, mobility is just getting from point A to point B, but it's, there's, there's a lot more factors in mobility. Talk about a little bit about mobility and how it relates to tri-rail. Well, when we talk about tri-rail or public transit in general and mobility, the biggest challenge is always what we call the first and last mile. So you need to get to the tri-rail station. Uh, you need to get to the bus stop. And so we're working on that piece of it, which is to provide uh, complimentary Uber, Lyft, or taxi rides from our stations within a two- or three-mile radius. We have a pilot project now going on at our Cypress Creek station in Fort Lauderdale using Freebie, which is an exciting service that will uh, be sort of the best of both worlds, an on-demand shared ride uh, to... Uh, areas uh, in Fort Lauderdale. And so we work on that first and last mile and also just making it more convenient for people to board. I always say, if you just do it once and you will be a regular rider, but you have to overcome that hurdle of buying the ticket 
and under and knowing when the trains are coming, but we're trying to make that as easy as possible with our train tracker app where you can actually see in real time where the trains are on the corridor uh, by uh, use, use being able to use your iPhone in order to purchase tickets uh, so you don't have to use the ticket vending machines. All that, you know, you seem, you would think would be sort of routine in 2022, but it can be complicated, especially because we serve uh, three counties uh, to put all of that together. But in fact, we're coordinating all of that with the three counties uh, in terms of ticket purchasing, et cetera, and uh, the other things that I talked about to make it an easier trip for the average person. So, um, you know, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, you you have um, you know the tri rail has been here you know for for quite a while and and, and it's really been the um, the only transit obviously uh, you know I mean obviously Amtrak and stuff but um, Brightlines come in right and Brightlines come with the new flashy projects and and the, and the beautiful buildings and 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 really creating a um, almost like a a really good experience right um, it's significantly more expensive. Um, you know, in, in every way. Um, and I understand that there's two tracks, you know, there's a, there's the tri-rail track and, you know, and then the Brightline and, and, and tri-rail, you know, and, and Brightline are trying to work together or whatnot. And, and I won't get into that, but, um, you know, um, how do you feel about like Brightline and, and what they're doing in order to, you know, kind of maybe increase the mobility on a, almost on an express, you know, type of uh, a service? Well, that, in fact, is one of the big differences, in addition, of course, as you mentioned, to the cost. You know, and, and they're considered uh, in, to be an inner-city passenger service. We are a commuter service. So they only stop at a handful of stations. And uh, the key to their success, which they'll be the first to say, is to get to Orlando and beyond. Uh, TriRail, on the other hand, is uh, for the everyday worker who needs to get to their place of employment or student who needs to get to school at a much lower fare with free parking, 18 stations. So we actually stop in the neighborhoods where people live uh, and more frequent trains during the day. Uh, So having said that, though, we, uh, you know, do uh, wish we could uh, provide the, the customer experience that Brightline is able to, and as I mentioned, strive to do that by uh, being able to, to use technology to assist our, our riders uh, and also you know, providing Wi-Fi on the trains and other things to make it a, a more uh, customer-friendly, pleasurable experience for our riders. But fundamentally, uh, they serve a, a different type of, of customer than we do. There's some overlap. I'm an example of that. I take TriRail, of course, all the time, but I also uh, will use Brightline, uh, depending on what my needs are. But two separate uh, systems with separate objectives. Yeah, no, uh, you know, different, you know, obviously business models and and, and such. And, um, you know, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I guess I will. Um, You know, what's you know, do you know the cost of like a monthly tri-rail pass? You know, is there is there such thing or is it just per ride? 
Yeah, no, you can buy a a, a pass, <laughs> and I'm pulling one out of my wallet for uh, our. You got a lot of money. On our there. viewers here, no, <laughs> just kidding. Just a, a lot of credit cards yeah, looks like on them, but anyway, you, 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 <laughs> and it depends. You know, you could fill them and, and get monthly. You know, have monthly pass. Mm. Uh, but you know, so. You know, I think uh, although Brightline is having some summer promotions, I think they're, uh, you know, uh, offering $10 trips. But typically, uh, they've been at a $20 price range. And our biggest ticket would be if you went from West Palm Beach to Miami for uh, $10. So, uh, but typically, our riders don't make that lengthy journey. They will stop, you know, go four stations or so. So, you know, it's about a... A four to six dollar ride, uh, and again with free parking. So uh, that's the significant difference. But they don't say that they're a commuter train. I mean, they welcome would welcome riders who, and especially when we get the Boca Raton station, who would go from Boca Raton to Fort Lauderdale or Boca Raton to Miami. But typically, their uh, overall marketing is for. Uh, inner city rail throughout the state. We are working with them, though, on um, being able to, and the three counties, to hopefully being able to offer commuter service on their track. So the ultimate vision is uh, one interconnected service from our western tracks. As you mentioned, we have two corridors here in South Florida. The South Florida Rail Corridor, which we operate on, west of 95, uh, and the FEC corridor, which they operate on uh, uh, paralleling Federal Highway and Dixie Highway. So uh, we have a connection uh, that we're finalizing in Miami-Dade County that would connect the, the um, two corridors. One has been constructed in West Palm Beach to connect the two corridors. A third is planned in Pompano Beach. But Ultimately, the, the vision is to provide the same sort of, of commuter service that exists and extend that uh, on our western tracks onto the Eastern Carter. That requires their consent and, uh, quite frankly, a, a, an access fee that they would charge uh, for commuter rail operations to occur on their corridor. Interesting, yeah. So, so now that we have trains and we have uh, planes and automobiles, when are we going to have flying automobiles <laughs> or flying trains? You know, it's it's a uh, <laughs> you know it's it's funny how the you know the transit you know and the transportation uh, you know evolve and and such, and you know a private company comes in and and then you know makes it better, and then um, public transit also kind of you know works together. You know, um, it, it, it's great to see public and, and private working together. Um, you know, g- getting back, how much is a monthly uh, tri-rail ticket? Do you know? I'll, I'll, no, yeah. In a yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, no, I was just... Because you know, I, I don't do the... the, yeah, the right. No, I understand. So, you know... Well, because, I'm a rider, but... <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I was impressed. I mean, when, um, you know... You hear things, and, and, and to your point, you know, going on at once and learning that it, and it becomes somewhat familiar and comfortable that you are, 
making that, um, you know, that trip and, and whatnot, um, it tends to bring you back, right? It, it tends to, you know, say, all right, well, this is an option now because, you know, we tend to kind of ignore what we don't know. And uh, certainly if we're not comfortable in, tr- in, in riding a train or whatnot, when we say, you know, Oh, like you said, you gotta you gotta go on the app or go on the website. You gotta purchase your ticket. You gotta get there. You gotta go on it. And once you go on it, well, now you know how to do it. Now you know the you know the process. So it becomes easier and it becomes you know more um, you know uh, accessible and and certainly enters your mind when you're making a trip or you know somewhere. And certainly, I, I mean, driving in traffic, even you know driving from West Boca to East Boca is. Uh, is crazy, you know, let alone going from, you know, Boca to Miami. Absolutely. And, and that doesn't even take into account that when you're on the train, you can get work, some work done. You can just go on your phone and, and you do it. You could do a crossword puzzle. You do whatever right. you want without the um, stress and the burden and the time commitment that it takes to actually drive. Uh, to the different locations. So a regional monthly pass uh, on TriRail, which is good for unlimited travel through uh, the entire uh, TriRail uh, system, uh, for uh, full fare is is uh, $155. So this will be good for the our system and the Metro Rail and Miami system uh, is $155. But you know, typically, um, if you're working for an employer who signs up for our employee discount program, and we're very aggressive in signing employers up, and you can be, you know, a huge company or three people, uh, that will reduce it. So that reduces it to $131.75 for the month. And then, of course, students, children, seniors is even lower at $77.50 for, for a month of, of – um, unlimited travel that's amazing because if you think about it you know you you know you go ahead and spend that 131 dollars and you can you know i mean right now to fill your tank is almost 131 dollars <laughs> and, and you're using it every uh, four or five days or a week you know kind of thing so um yeah that, that that's pretty amazing but even an individual ticket will have five dollar uh tickets on the weekends where you wow. can for five dollars you could just uh ride all day on a saturday or on a sunday so what are some upgrades? What are things uh, coming to TriRail and the, um, the transit? You know, is there things, uh, some exciting things that uh, kind of whets our appetite? Um, because I know that Brightline um, is, um, co- is stationed supposedly but by the end of the year in Boca. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, it might go into the first part of next year. We'll see. Um, and, then, and then Aventura. So they'll have Boca, Aventura, Miami, West Palm, and then uh, ultimately Orlando next year-ish. Um, yeah. Correct. And actually, there will be at, on, at the Boca Station a platform for that coastal link commuter rail service that we uh, in South Florida would hope to provide in the future. Uh, at TriRail, as I mentioned, we're trying to upgrade our fleet. We're 33 years old, and some of our trains are also 33 years old. So uh, we're embarking on a, a program to uh, overhaul existing trains and to actually purchase new uh, cars Uh, so that that will be something to look forward to in the future Uh, as mentioned uh, our doubt we're uh, we're at the at seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of uh, 
that service into downtown Miami. So you'd have a one-stop ride from uh, Palm Beach County and Broward County uh, directly into downtown Miami. So that will be a we're, great we're, convenience. We're, we're in downtown Miami. At the Brightline Station. At the Brightline, okay. In, in downtown. Nice. And yep. They have provided a us with a platform at their station, which may be some of the controversy that you were alluding to. Uh, other than that, people really don't have uh, raise their eyebrows too much. Uh, but that has been controversial as to the platform that was provided to uh, – Tri-Rail at the Miami Central Station, which is being corrected as we speak uh, to enable our trains uh, to uh, come into the station. Uh, And here in Palm Beach County, I mean, one uh, vision that I'm working on that I have uh, for the future in Palm Beach County is to ultimately uh, connect to Jupiter. So right now our trains stop at Mangonia Park, just north of West Palm Beach, where the tracks uh, sort of, uh, where the, our, our corridor track veers off. Uh, you know, it's the old uh, seaboard track from 1926. When you get to Mangonia Park, it veers off to Lakeland or wherever mm-hmm. it goes. And so ultimately what we'd like to see is uh, increased service on the on that corridor and the next logical stop would be the veterans administration hospital. And so we are, we have a grant from the state to do a planning study to determine the feasibility of a stop there. And then in the future points beyond, hopefully to connect to the turnpike. And then as mentioned uh, with uh, the commuter side on the FEC tracks, what would have to occur to provide what's called uh, the Jupiter extension would be the access to the FEC corridor using that crossover that is constructed up there in West Palm Beach at Northwood to then proceed further north to uh, Palm Beach Gardens and ultimately Jupiter on the FEC track. So those are the exciting future plans that we have they they are no doubt accent on future they are uh, they are expensive to provide and we talked a little about possible going to the public for a possible funding source not just for that but ultimately uh, to provide funding for any number of transportation projects that sure. relate beyond just commuter rail uh, and but You know, clearly, though, uh, we have that uh, future vision as uh, mobility needs, as we mentioned, uh, become paramount here in South Florida. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, listen, we've had uh, an influx of uh, of people, uh, of populations, certainly from pre-pandemic to uh, I don't know if you want to call it post-pandemic because it seems like it's an ongoing pandemic. Uh, but whatever it may be, um, you know, for the last two years, we've seen, you know, I don't know, I think they, I saw a figure eight, 900 people a day coming to the state of Florida and, you know, like 400 of those are coming to South Florida. So, you know, um, you know, that's a lot of people over a course of two and a half years, certainly, um, exciting things. And we need to improve our obviously transit, which, uh, certainly between Brightline and Trial we've been doing. And, um, you know, it's, a, it, it's amazing because, you know, 
people have said, you know, oh, I want the old Boca back, right? I want the, you know, I, I want to be able to, to drive west to east in, you know, a few minutes. And, you know, and the traffic is, well, I mean, the, the you know, what's, what's the reason? Well, the, the, you know, to combat that is the transit, you know, and, and be able to, uh, to use the tri-rail more uh, frequently and, and certainly a bright line more frequently if it, you need less stops and whatnot. So, um, well, yeah. well, we know there's demand for it because just in during my tenure as executive director, and I've been involved with tri-rail f- uh, for 12 years, actually, in roles including chairman and, and executive director. Uh, but just from 2018, when I assumed the role of executive director, uh, we see Tri-Rail go from the 14th uh, largest commuter railroad in the country now up to the 10th largest. In fact, coming out of the pandemic, uh, we had the uh, biggest comeback, the second biggest comeback after Denver of any commuter railroad in the country. And a lot of that is because, yes, people are moving here, but we still are in South Florida very much a service economy, a tourism-based economy, as we all know, and those jobs, you can't zoom those jobs from home. Uh, you need, uh, as a as a worker in our economy down here in South Florida, to be able to get to the work site, whether it's a construction site, whether it's a hotel, whether it's a restaurant. Uh, you can't do those jobs from home, and so there's even now greater demand for our service, and you see that in our ridership. That's awesome. So I always end uh, the show on two questions, and and, and uh, maybe you could enlighten me. Right. Uh, the first question is, what's your favorite streaming series of all time? You know, like through Netflix, Hulu, you know, if you if you watch a TV, you can go with a movie if you prefer. And what are you currently watching? <laughs> <laughs> well, my my daughter, who lives in Brooklyn, but has been uh, home for the past week, has uh, usually has been watching all kinds of, uh, of shows that I wouldn't otherwise watch. Uh, so I'll have to think the good the the uh, the good place. So I'm, I'm watching that right now. The good place. Okay. Yes. Where, where where do you know where that's streamed? So I uh, don't know, uh, right. but I can look <laughs> no, that one right. up too. No, it's all right. It's all right. And what um what's your favorite all time? Well, either movie I'm, series. Right. I mean, look, I'm an HBO fan, and right. and uh, you know, you'd have to say uh, if if you're an HBO fan that. And a guy that the Sopranos are the you know the best show of all time uh, <laughs> as far as a series, love it. Well, um, Steve, I can't thank you enough uh, for all you do for uh, Boca for South Florida. Um, you really uh, have uh, put in your work, your community service work, certainly in uh, giving back, and uh, we certainly appreciate it. I don't know that it's always said, but uh, I think it's uh, amazing all, what you do. Um, and and, and uh, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure, and thank you for getting the word out. Uh, oh. Your podcast is very valuable. Well, I appreciate it. Listen, Breakfast with the Broker, every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We have a, another special guest next week. It'll, he'll, uh, we believe he'll be in studio, so we'll see. It's uh, Boca July because uh, we're going to go do things all Boca. Uh, so Breakfast with the Broker at 9 a.m. And if you are looking uh, for a podcast and look for a studio, uh, Pod Pop, oh my God, Pod Populi is um, is certainly a, a studio that you should take a look at uh, to really uh, uh, advance your uh, podcast and, and go forward. They uh, do a great job. Uh, so look at a studio near you. Talk to you soon. Breakfast with the Broker at 9 a.m. Tuesdays.